Hello everyone, this is Damasi and of course it is the last Thursday of the month. So I am back and I'm here to talk about some more security stuff. Now, before I get into the topic for today's conversation, I want to share some of the feedback that we have been getting. And mostly what I've heard is uh, a lot of the topics that I have covered are a little deep or not explained well enough. Uh, And this hasn't been a lot of feedback, but I have taken that in. And what we're going to start trying to do here on these last Thursdays with the security information is take a step back and cover the very beginnings of, you know, what we're talking about when it comes to security. And you'll see that with today's topic, which we're going to cover. What is a password manager? I'm not going to tell you which password manager to use. I'm not going to tell you how to use the one that I use or others that I have tried. I'm just going to simply get into the topic of what is a password manager and why you probably really should be using one, uh, as well as some of the downsides. So trying to stick more to the unmute presents methodology of covering the stuff for the beginners, like making sure that we're including everyone and not talking high level computer geeky stuff that uh, people don't follow well. Uh, Michael will, you know, jump in here at some points and tell you how to provide feedback to us if you have more questions about anything or if there is a topic related to security or privacy that you would like me to discuss and explain. So getting into today's topic is what is a password manager? There's a Wikipedia article. It explains what a password manager is, and I'm going to summarize that uh, a bit. But essentially, a password manager is a application, can be a computer application or a extension in a browser or a mobile application that allows a user to store passwords. And the purpose of a password manager is to defend against what is widely known in the industry as password fatigue. And password fatigue is the problem that we have all been facing for years. And it's what pushed me into a password manager, which is keeping up with all these different passwords for all these different services that we have. It seems to me nowadays, any site that I go to or any service I want to try, there's a password. There's an account that has to be created, which means there is a username and a password that I now have to keep track. And we all know at this point that reusing the same password everywhere is not safe. It's not safe because you, me, any of us that sign into someone else's website or mobile application or desktop app or web service, we don't have any control over their security practices. It's not to say that people are always practicing bad security. It's more or less that You know, when it comes to securing passwords, user data, any kind of data that is publicly available on the Internet, it is a defender's game. We, as those who are trying to protect this information, are always on defense against the opposition and the opposition only gets better. And the opposition are malicious actors, those wishing to obtain information that does not belong to them for malicious purposes, whether it's to ransomware your stuff. We'll cover ransomware at some point in the future or whether it's just to merely, 
you know, be malicious. You know, just just throw your your public your your private information out on the public internet. Like it, for whatever purposes, is not a good reason. There's never a good reason to breach someone else's security. Generally speaking, so what a password manager allows you to do is to store all of these passwords for all of your different online accounts, so that you don't have that problem of you signed into Gmail and I've, this happens all the time. This happens all the time to my mother, especially she'll get signed into a new phone with her Gmail account or get signed into a new computer with her Gmail account. And once you're signed into Google for most day to day operations, you don't have to sign in again. You're just signed in, right? Unless you go into your account to try to do something that's going to change your account settings, you know, just checking your email, browsing the web, opening up a Google doc, None of that requires you to sign in again if you're already authenticated on the on the device that you're using. So what will happen to my mother, and I'm pretty sure it happens to other people, is she'll get signed in on a new phone. I gave her a new Pixel 6 Pro or something. I don't remember which phone it was. It's not important. But anyway, I gave her a new phone. So she had to sign into the new phone. Well, first thing that happens when she gets home, gets the phone charged up, gets her SIM card switched over, she calls me up. I don't know my Google password. Okay, mom, I'm going to go get your Google password for you. Now, I did this years ago, which is put my mother's Gmail password in my password manager. So that when she calls me up and says, I can't get into my Google account, I can securely send her her password and she can get signed in. The problem here, though, is highlighted, which is you sign in. So many of our accounts are this way where you sign in and then you're not prompted to sign in for a very long time, maybe a month, maybe two months, maybe six months, or maybe you're not prompted to log in again ever until you're trying to go make changes to the account. So Google is being a good example. As I said, you know, I can go to gmail.com right now and there's my email. I didn't have to sign in because I've already authenticated with this computer months ago. If I go to docs.google.com, again, I don't have to sign in to see the Google Docs or spreadsheets or uh, any of that information because I... I authenticated, I signed in to Google months ago. Now, if I wanted to go to accounts.google.com or google.com slash my account, then I would have to enter my password because I'm getting into an area where now information about my account and even the way to access my account can be affected. So now I have to put in a password. Most people are not going to, you know, their Google account settings page on a routine basis. So when you have to go there, you've now forgotten the password that you made that was excellent because you haven't had to type it in in months, possibly years. So then you get in the dance of resetting your password and then now you don't remember that one because again, you don't have to type it in again for months or years. Password manager stores that password for you securely, usually securely. I've seen some that don't do it quite as well. But generally speaking, a password manager is going to allow you to store the law at minimum is going to allow you to store usernames and passwords and usually the uh, the domain associated with the login. So for Google, for example, or let's let's take Gmail specifically because gmail.com is where you go to go check your email online. If you sign in and you save your information in a password manager, your email address will be there. The password manager should allow you to fill that in. Your password will be there. And the domain HTTPS colon slash slash gmail.com will be a part of that. Now, in the most basic type of password manager, you may only have the ability to copy and paste. So you can store your usernames and passwords 
in this password manager, but you may not have the ability to do what some do, which is autofill that information for you in the browser or in an application on your on your mobile device. Uh, for me, the way that this works is I go to if I go to gmail.com and I needed to log in, I would hit a keyboard shortcut. My password manager would come up and it would have, you know, my Gmail account as one of the options for me to fill in because it's matching the domain. I would press return on the account that I wanted to log in with, and that information will be automatically filled in by the password manager. Now that's the, you know, standard everybody knows it kind of works that way. But as I said, the most minimum, bare minimum for a password manager is that it stores this information for you securely. And maybe you have to open up the application directly, copy the password and paste it in. Right. And I know some people that use the same password manager that I use, which happens to be one password, but they use the same password manager that I use. They use one password, but they don't use the browser extensions. They do the go to one password, search for the login that you need, copy the information that's needed and paste it in. Right. And that is a way that you can use a password manager. But at bare minimum, you should have that ability. And for a what I would consider a reasonable baseline for any password managers that you can store multiple passwords in the manager and it is encrypting your data which means no one can just go locate a folder on your hard drive and read all of the passwords in plain text because that's not secure the other thing that a password manager really is is it kind of gives you the ability you know, everybody says this, and I want to kind of step on this myth a little bit. Everybody says, oh, if you use a password manager, you only have to remember that one password for the password manager. Um, so whether you use 1Password, Bitwarden, or even Apple's keychain or the built-in, you know, features in Windows, you only have that one master password that unlocks your password vault. And most password managers refer to the location or or the facility by which they store your passwords to be a vault. So I'm going to, when I reference a vault, that is just kind of like the, the storage area for your passwords, a encrypted storage area for your passwords and other information. Now, as I said, most people will say, oh, you just have to remember that master password to unlock your password manager and then everything else is there for you. I'm going to tell you that that's not 100% true. It's a nice dream, but it's not 100% true. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. If I were to be setting up a new iPhone or if I wiped my iPhone, which I recently did, and I have to set it back up. Well, guess what? I can't download my password manager from the app store without knowing the password for my Apple ID, because I won't get past the setup process or get signed. At least I won't be able to sign into iCloud or the app store without knowing that password. Now, if I had another device, you know, a laptop, iPad, or something that had my password manager on it. Sure, I could, you know, read the password on one device and type it in on the other device. But we're not always going to be in that circumstance. And there are going to be times where Apple uh, and Google on Android, Apple on iOS are going to ask for your password and you're not going to be able to use the password manager to fill it in. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be in a position to go to another device and fill, you know, copy or type that password out. So there are more than just the one single master password that you have to know. And that is a personal, very personal thing that you have to determine for yourself. What are passwords that I need to know and what are ones that are safe for me to forget and not keep track of because they are in a password manager? I will give you a couple of examples of those for me towards the end of this. 
But getting back to how a password manager, and I don't even want to get too far down the rabbit hole of how a password manager works. The more important point is that it stores your password securely. The other thing that a password manager should do is allow you to generate strong, unique passwords. So let's say right now you know your gmail.com password. Well, if you start using a password manager, once you're comfortable with it, one suggestion that I make is that you go into uh, your Google account settings and change your password and use the password manager to generate a really strong password for yourself. Now, many of these passwords that you can generate, you're able to you know, tweak or customize the behavior or the type of password that they generate. So you could have you know, passwords based off short phrases. Uh, you can have passwords that are just random gibberish, numbers, letters, and you know, uh, uh, special characters. So that's another functionality of a password manager is being able to generate for you so that you can update and change your password to a stronger, unique password, making it less likely someone can guess your password or what they call brute force, which is just continuing to type in a bunch of different passwords that people may use until you guess the right one. Now, many password managers also allow you to store other types of information besides just usernames and passwords. Uh, some of them will allow you to store things such as your credit card information, uh, you know, passport data, information about license keys, software licenses, membership programs, holds, I mean, a whole host of different types of information that can be stored. From my experience, I have seen with the password managers that I have tried that at minimum, you can do usernames and passwords, so login items. Uh, and they all seem to have the concept of what is called in most cases like a secure note, uh, which is basically a item where you have a text field where you can type in some information. And I have used these to maybe store like, you know, a social security number or a membership number for my frequent flyer, you know, miles with with a, with an airline or something. Uh, but you can store any type of information there in most password managers, even if they offer, you know, 10 other types of data to store. All of them seem to have a secure note, which which is kind of a fallback. It's like, okay, if we don't have a specific type of, you know, item for you to store the information you want to save, but you want to keep it secure in, in your password manager, then you can use a secure note. Again, most password managers are, there are password managers that are specific to browsers. Uh, you know, Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, Firefox, all have built-in password managers. Uh, capabilities. You have operating system level uh, password managers such as iCloud's, uh, Apple's iCloud Keychain, uh, which you know works on Apple devices. And I hear it also works on Windows. I have not tested that, so I, I can't speak to the verification of how well it works, but it's also now apparently available in some capacity on Windows. But generally speaking, it's, it's Apple platforms for the Keychain, for example. Right. And then you have the third-party kind of standalone password managers, which means they're not associated with a specific, you know, browser. They're not associated with a specific operating system. They're usually available on all operating systems. And those are the ones that I do recommend most people try if you're going to try a password manager because you don't want to be locked in. Like if you start setting up Apple Keychain on your iPhone, but you happen to be a Windows, you know, desktop user or laptop user and you don't have access to Keychain as well as you do on iOS, as well as you, you don't have access to Keychain on Windows in the way that you do on iOS. 
well, now you've introduced more friction to the process for yourself. Uh, so I encourage anyone that is interested in trying out a password manager to look at the platforms that you use. For me, I'm primarily in Apple's ecosystem, although I do use Windows uh, quite a bit more than I have in the past. So, and also use Android. So I'm kind of cross-platform in a lot of ways. My primary, you know, daily usage is iPhone, Mac, and occasionally on iPad. But you know, there are times where I'm in Windows. There are times where I'm on Android. So. For me, having a password manager that will work on all of those operating systems is important. Now, if you're a person that just has an iPhone and an iPad and that's it, iCloud Keychain may be the perfect solution for you. If you're a person that just has an Android phone and a tablet, uh, you know, again, maybe using what's built into Android makes perfect sense for you. There's no need to look beyond what's, what's offered by your software vendor. So I've kind of covered what a password manager is and given some ideas on, you know, what you should think about before choosing one to try out. And there are other concerns as well, you know, cost, if there's a cost associated with it or not, you know, the accessibility of it, things of that nature. Uh, but I want to also touch on some of the downsides or potential risks to using a password manager, because this is often the pushback I get from people when talking to them about using or you know, starting to use a password manager. So let's let's cover the, the obvious one first, which is you start to store all of your passwords in a password manager. Well, now all of your passwords are in that password manager, right? So number one, if you forget your master password, it may or may not be possible to recover your access. That is a thing to keep in mind. Uh, when viewing or looking at, you know, options for a password manager, you know, what are the recovery options for you? If you are a person that you know you're going to need some type of recovery, you should find a solution that is going to give you some sort of way to get back into your your password vault. And it's not as simple as just, you know, having a I forgot my password link because your vault data should be encrypted, which means, you know, the company if you're using Apple or Google or 1Password or Bitwarden or Microsoft, they should not have the ability to decrypt your vault without your master password or without your without your master password because it should be your password should be only accessible to you. Right? To me, that is the, that for me, that is a baseline for any password manager. I should be the only person capable of decrypting my passwords, which means I have to understand the repercussions of me forgetting my master password. Now, sometimes there are ways to recover access to your account that still are done in a secure manner, but that is one of the risks of using a password manager is, yes, it is possible for you to completely lock yourself out and nobody can help you. So think about that. Be careful when starting. Uh, the way that I started with a password manager is I still knew the passwords that I was using inside of the password manager. Like I didn't instantly go in and change all of my passwords to super secure, long 47 character passwords that I couldn't no way memorize. Uh, I kept using the same passwords. I just used the functionality of the password manager to fill those in for me and to store that for me so that I could get comfortable. So if I did lock myself out, I still knew my passwords. Another potential risk with using a password manager is what if the password manager itself is breached? So, you know, what if what if someone what if, you know, going back to the beginning, what if a malicious actor manages to gain access to the server, the cloud server or even your your 
physical device that you have your password manager installed on, uh, would they be able to gain access to your information? And the answer to that question is because it depends on a lot of factors, uh, whether or not it's possible and whether or not it's, it's theoretically it's possible, but it really depends on several factors, whether or not it's an actual real term. So take, for example, if someone were to breach one password servers and they got everybody's little encrypted database that was being synced, encrypted vaults that were being synced by one password for access on all my devices, would they be able to break into my password vault and now see all of my information? Theoretically, yes, they could. In reality, it would take them longer than I have left to live on this earth to actually crack that. At this point, this conversation may be different in 10 years, but right now today, by the time someone was able to break into that encrypted vault from one password, for me, I wouldn't be here. So the passwords that they got would probably not do them any good whatsoever. But that is a concern. And one way to deal with that concern is, again, do your own research. Look at the password manager that you may be considering and check their website because they should, you know, thoroughly document or explain how they go about securing your data. But then take a step away and do some searching on the Internet to see what others may have to say about that password manager as well in their security. Or you can always reach out to me and I'm happy to provide any information or knowledge that I may have about a password manager. Now, another concern that I've heard from people about switching to a password manager from whatever they happen to be doing today is, well, if I do that, then now I'm stuck with this company. And what if, you know, they 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 start doing things I don't like at some point in the future? What if the accessibility of their service starts to degrade so now I'm having a harder time a more difficult time accessing my passwords and using their app or their service again this is a concern this is a valid concern all of the password managers I have used and I'll list those out here in a second and kind of give people some recommendations of you know password managers to give a look at if you're interested in this uh, but all of the ones that I have used all have the ability to export your data so I have in the past moved from one password manager to another and moved from that password manager to another one. So I've used over the years, I think four or five different password managers that I have actually tried out and used, you know, at least for a a moderate amount of time to see if they were, you know, if I liked them, if I wanted to switch to them. In all cases, I was able to export my data from one password manager and import it into another in most cases, without a lot of problems. You know, there may be some things that don't come across as well. Let's say if I'm moving from one password manager that has a uh, secure item for storing software license keys and I'm importing into a new password manager that does not have a item for license keys, well, it's probably going to turn that li- all my license keys into secure notes in the new password manager. But the information is still there. So while there is... A form of lock-in, you're not actually locked in. I've not used a password manager at all that did not allow you to export and import data. So it's not a zero concern. It is a concern to have because, of course, you're, if you find yourself in this scenario, and a, someone I consider to be a pretty good friend of mine recently, well, some, maybe about six months ago, went through this process of moving from one password manager to another. Um, 
so they weren't locked in and they moved because they were getting you know a little frustrated with the accessibility of the current one that they were using and not getting feedback or not having things fixed so they moved over to a different platform they were able to do this relatively easily uh as i said i have done this several times myself usually for me is more so because i just want to try out different options because not you know, the option I use may not be the best option for everybody. So I like to be familiar with all the other password managers. So that lock-in, you know, can happen because of inertia, meaning that you as an individual find it difficult to move just because it's a whole process that you have to go through. Uh, but in reality, it is fairly easy to export data from one manager and import it into another. Uh, so that is possible. I've talked a bit here about, you know, what a password manager is, how it works, and, you know, given the reasons that they exist. Now, I'm going to wrap this up by giving you some reasons that I think you really should consider using a password manager and a couple to try out if you're interested. So my top three reasons for why you should use a password manager go like this. Number one, it's not possible for any of us to keep up with all of the passwords in a secure way. It's not possible for any human being to be secure, as secure as they possibly could, and keep up with all the different passwords that they have to have. Uh, you could probably keep up with the most important ones. Like, for example, I can you know maintain several passwords and, and, and keep those, but I have literally over 200 login items alone in my password manager. There's no way I can remember 200 passwords. And they're all unique. They're all different. So there's no way I could do that. But best security practices say that you should not reuse passwords because if a company is breached and people now have the password for service X, the first thing they're going to do is go to service Y and service Z and try your credentials to see if they can get in there too. Now, in real world, what does this mean, real world? Well, let's say a website that you're using. I don't want to name anybody because I don't want to throw anybody on the bus unnecessarily. But let's just say you're using a web service and they happen, they, they, they're breached. A malicious actor gains access to their servers and they're able to grab the credentials, your, your username and password for everybody that uses that service. Well, that service may be a, a web form that you don't necessarily care all that much about, but you still use the same password that you used everywhere. Well, they're not going to go try another web form to see if they can, you know, imitate or, or pretend to be you in that web form by logging in. They're going to go to Bank of America, Capital One, Wells Fargo, you know, Citibank to see if your credentials will get them into your bank account. Right. This is a reason not to use the same passwords everywhere. Citibank hasn't done anything wrong. Bank of America didn't do anything wrong in this scenario. Uh, perhaps even the, the web service, the web form that was initially breached didn't really do anything wrong. Uh, you know, like I said, security is a constant push and pull. Uh, it is a defender's game for those of us trying to protect people. So, you know, using the same password everywhere is not feasible. We've all probably at some point had the little trick where, okay, important services get this password, medium tier services get this password, and things I don't care about, you know, just get random passwords. I don't care, right? Again, not sustainable because anybody can be breached. Here in the U.S., our own federal government has been breached. Uh, you know, different parts of our federal government have been breached. Very large companies have been breached. And data has been taken out sometimes containing usernames and passwords. And so, therefore, you know, nobody's resistant to being breached, 
right? We would like to think that everybody does the best that they possibly could to secure their stuff. But, you know, those trying to access that information are only getting better. They're not getting worse. They're only getting better. Like I said, it's a, a defender's game. So that's my primary reason for using a password manager. It's not possible to be secure and follow the best practices that we all should be following to secure our online identities and information to the best of our abilities without having a password manager to store these different passwords, different unique random passwords across the board. My second reason for recommending people use password managers is the fact that it makes it a lot more flexible. You know, you have a lot more options, especially if you happen to have to go through a scenario of your computer dies, right? Now you could be, you could have a really good password on your computer. So, you know, people can't get into your computer without your password or using touch ID or, or, or windows hello uh, to log in. But if your hard drive crashes or your computer unexpectedly dies or your phone takes a bath and now is you know, no longer usable, then you don't have any recourse because that file that you were storing so securely on your computer or on your phone is no longer accessible to you. Whereas using a password manager, I can confidently wipe my computer. Now, I'll be fair about it. Sometimes I do leave things uh, that I wish I had a you know, copy or whatnot, but I can always wipe a device or pick up a new device and start using it. And the only thing I need to do is go download my password manager and sign in. And now I have access to any passwords I may need as well as other information. And my third reason for suggesting a password manager to people really comes down to the scenario where you need to share. It is a real world fact that we have to share passwords and secure information with other people sometimes. I am not a silo. Uh, I have a family. We have a Disney Plus account. Uh, Disney Plus is not a, you know, I at least I don't know of a way for Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, any of those types of services, for example, to give everybody in my household that rightfully has access to said service because we're paying for family usage. Um, to sign in with their own account. So that means I have to share the Netflix password or I have to share the Disney Plus password. And on the grand scheme of things, if somebody else gets into my Disney Plus account, I mean, the worst thing they could possibly do is just mess up my, uh, you know, my recommendations, you know, start watching a bunch of weird stuff that I don't watch. However, let's take that to another level, though. Again, sometimes in family situations, you need to share information about bank accounts or credit cards. Uh, again, you want to be able to do that securely. And most password managers offer some secure means of sharing a password. Uh, one password and Bitwarden, for example, have the concept of a shared vault so that I have a vault for me. I have a vault and one password that is shared with specific family members that also use one password. So they're able to to log into Hulu or log into Disney Plus, of course. So that's great. They can watch all the TV they want to watch. But also there's information in there about some bank accounts. So, you know, should I become incapacitated? Like, you know, bills still can get paid. That's the third reason for me is the ability to share. So reviewing those reasons, you know, number one, it's impossible to just follow best security practices without using a password manager because we all have too many online services to keep track of. Uh, The second reason is portability, you know, flexibility, uh, the ability to move devices without 
you know, having everything tied up on one hard drive or, or look at it this way. Think of it as proactive defending. Think of it as insurance, you know, being the second reason, because if my Mac were to die right now, like as soon as I start recording, I leave, I come back, my MacBook is completely trashed. The one thing I don't have to worry about is how I'm going to get into my bank account or how I'm going to log into my email app or how am I going to, you know, check in on my investments because all of that information is stored in the password manager. And in my case, my password manager is accessible accessible to me on any platform that I need to use it on or that I can, I can gain access to. So whether that's a web, so if I, even if I had to go to a Chromebook, I could still access my passwords. And then the third reason, as I said, is the ability to securely share information. And that looks different for different password managers, but there's still secure ways to share information with those that need to have it without putting your information at risk. You know, no, e- I don't email passwords to people. I don't iMessage or WhatsApp message passwords to people either. Uh, I always send a secure link for them to access the passwords. Now, I said I was going to wrap this up with a couple of recommendations for password managers to take a look at. In no specific order of preference, just listing them, uh, 1Password is what I use. Uh, 1Password is not free, but 1Password is what I've used, and I've been using it for years. Uh, Another one that I have tried that I like is Bitwarden. Bitwarden is another password manager that is out there that is uh, cross-platform, so it, it works everywhere. Uh, you know, it's on Windows, it's on Mac, it's on Android, it's on iOS, it's on all the platforms. It even has a web interface as well. Uh, Bitwarden does offer free plans as well as very low cost uh, paid plans, depending on if you need those features. Again, thinking about your usage, your devices, take a look at what may be provided by your operating system uh, and see if that will also work. Now, Bitwarden and 1Password are the two recommendations that I, I, I hold the highest. Uh, because they are cross-platform and they're OS independent, right? For me, that's important. For you, it may not be, as I've said earlier. If you happen to be all in in the Apple ecosystem, iCloud Keychain is a decent password manager. It's built into the operating system. It's very well, very well secured. And it is a product that Apple is actively working on. So, you know, I believe in iOS 16 added the ability to make it easier to store two-factor codes uh, alongside your login information. Uh, I don't know if there is a password manager built in natively into Windows. Not that's something you can investigate if you're a Windows user full time and you feel like that's that's where you most need your password management to be. I personally avoid using any browser based so like the password manager in chrome or edge or firefox i personally avoid using those because i'm not always using that specific browser i use all of the browsers however again look at your particular needs if you are a microsoft edge user or a firefox user and the only time you really need password management solutions is when you're in firefox maybe their password manager is the one for you You have to make the decision. No one can make the decision for you as to which one you should use. The only recommendation I'm going to leave you with is explore them, try them out, and use one. I would like to thank everybody for listening. Michael is uh, going to edit this. So as I said, Michael may interject himself in at different points. He, of course, should be interjecting himself at the end of this to let you know how to get in touch. 
Uh, again, I've been Demasi Thomas, and this is me joining in as normal on the last Thursday of the month to talk a little security information with you all. I hope you found this helpful and reach out to me if you have any questions.